right, I'm gonna five. be eating the whole time too. By the way, I mean, I'm gonna be drinking the whole time. So well, drinking is quieter. <laughs> Not the way I do it. I'm just kicking by. I'll wait here for you to figure out just what life is to you now. Some of the guys talk to Bachelor. I'm your host, Drew Baker. With me this week, as he has been for the last several weeks, the last of the boys, one Mr. Grant Pitt. Yo, yo, yo. Grant, how are you this week? Fantastic. We are That's... recording on a Friday, which means that I'm in a great mood. I like the Friday recording, honestly, because like I feel like when we record during the week, like... The amount of content I remember definitely drops off the longer we record away from the actual episode. But like when we record on a Friday, I usually don't have the exhaustion that comes with the day normally because that's usually in tandem with like the oh man, we got to do it all again tomorrow. Yeah, um, it's a also, mix of it's a mix of oh sorry no go 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 I was gonna say it's a mix of that and the fact that like. It's Friday, so we can drink, and we're, I don't know about you, but, like, it's been a long week. Like, I've been busy at work. Not mm-hmm. like work was bad. It was just busy as hell. So, I had a similar week where there wasn't a whole lot going on. I mean, we had, like, two events that, like, required my presence, but otherwise, it was just, like, a lot of emails and just, like, waiting around. We're kind of getting towards the end of the year. Um I also learned that our production schedule is a mirage because the episode's still just gonna come out on Sunday no matter <laughs> when we tape. Yo, shout out to Corey. Love you, Corey. Corey. You're the Look, man. Yeah, Corey Corey does this entire pod out of the kindness of his heart, so I will never disparage him for when the episodes go up, but <laughs> if pretty sure he also like financially backs he or his mom. His mom, yeah. Bonnie, uh, we I, love I you, Bonnie. Bonnie Greenspan is still the uh, primary financial backer. Or actually, um I think this I think this year's season might have actually been brought to us by uh, Kelly Martin, um, or at least provided in support. But um yeah, the week has the week has gone by. Um, I have been waiting on some personal news that would be super big. I'm not dying or risk of dying, at least that I'm aware of. It would be potential good news. I, I don't want to be like I'm going to be like cryptic because I don't want to jinx it, but I don't want people to think that like I'm awaiting lab results or something. Um, so I've been a ball of nerves for the last like, you know, three or four days and seems like that's going to carry into the weekend and also next week. So I, uh, had a very productive day. I got off at noon and then I went and got my haircut, which I needed to do. I went and got an oil change, which I needed to do about 3000 miles ago. (laughs) And I, that took like two hours. And then I went to target, bought a lot of stuff I don't need. And I clean my apartment. So mentally, I am doing about as good as I can, I think, given the <laughs> situations I'm in. Um, that's that's good. That's good. I'm feeling great. We uh, So my company... Well, I didn't ask, so that's very rude of you to just, like, <laughs> you know, start up and go. Usually the, the co-hosts wait for the host lead. But no, tell me how your week went. I almost don't want to anymore. <laughs> That was that was exceptionally dry and cruel, but even by my standards, as someone who's a particularly dry and sarcastic person. As someone that's known you and dare I say been very close with you for the past seven Six. years. Six. I met you right? seven years ago. We've been we've been close for at least six. You met me when I was nineteen. Twenty fourteen, baby. So like six and a fall fall of twenty fourteen. So like six and a half years we've known each other. Good lord! All right, yeah. I for, I forget how much of my life Sigma Nu still was. 
Wow, you just you really just outed yourself on the pod as a fraternity. That's fine. People know where I live at this point. They know where I work. And I, oh, you, um, because it was still spoilers back then, you weren't there for the uh, the bit I taped um, about uh, Rachel's whole situation. Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I still haven't listened to that intentionally. Like, I do try to catch up on our own pods just to, like, figure out how awful I sound. Yeah, hate listening to my own voice. It's good to know that uh, another thing on the same timeline that doesn't really matter when we record. It's good to know that uh, no matter how much money we spend on microphones, we're still going to be capped by uh, <laughs> Skype's overall sound quality. I was going to say my my genetics. <laughs> no, yeah, I guess no matter how much money I spend, I'm still going to have this like monotonous voice and uh, a bit of a draw. And do things like hold my uhs for like a little too long. No matter what either of us do, we're both going to be from Lakeland. <laughs> yeah, baby. 863. Uh, Grant, what are you drinking tonight? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I as you I, as I, I prepare you. <laughs> myself another drink. I fucking hate this trope, by the way. Not that I listen to. I don't listen to any like... There's a, only a handful of podcasts that I listen to, but I already know it's like a huge trope. Like, what's everyone sipping on tonight? Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I do have to give a huge shout out to Scott Hines at Action Cookbook on Twitter. Uh, he runs an awesome uh, newsletter. Um, I'm a subscriber, and I recommend that anyone who can also be a subscriber. Because it is a genuinely awesome way to start your day when it's uh, a newsletter day. I don't know the schedule because I don't keep track of anything these days. But it's it's like, I want to say, at least three times a week. But on Fridays, he puts out a cocktail recipe too. So I'm trying this out. And I'm not adhering to his rules whatsoever. So... You're adhere, you're kind of doing like an avant-garde thing where you're adhering to like the general principles of the medium, but uh, yes. kind of playing around <laughs> with it a little bit. I've seen it's like one of those like I've seen the the theories of like is a is a sand or like is a taco a sandwich or is a yeah, hot yeah, dog yeah, yeah. a hot dog is technically a taco type situation. But anyways, the the gist of it is bourbon, lemon juice, honey. Uh-huh. Now. In his version, you use the highest quality of ingredients, so like good bourbon, like fresh squeezed lemon juice, organic honey, and you actually make a honey syrup and then combine those ingredients in a proportion that I don't fucking know. I just wing it. But what I'm doing is wild turkey, uh, real lemon, which if it has real in the name, it's definitely fake. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> explain, you're not holding a real lemon right now. No, I'm now. holding you're... a plastic bottle with pictures of lemons on it. <laughs> lemon and, juice. Uh, and, and also, like, honey out of a plastic bottle. But even with these, like, arguably the lowest possible... Um, not arg- the, the bourbon's good. I like wild turkey. I was but... about to say, I am so willing to fight you on your consideration no, 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 like... of wild turkey as being... Low, clearly, low tier. Clearly, I'm not shitting on wild turkey. I'm the one that bought it and is drinking it. But, yeah. but anyways, just like these simple ingredients. Hell, I didn't even make a honey syrup. I just put straight honey into the mixer <laughs> and, and a splash of water. And, uh, Did you even no, put I, a splash of water no, in there? Oh wow! All right. <laughs> uh, but it's fucking awesome. I don't even remember what he called it, but I don't even know if it has a name. But it's really good. I mean. Just think about it, like bourbon, lemon, honey. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Just get your portions where you want them. Um, I know you didn't ask, but uh, I'm drinking a Scofla uh Pog little gamer beer. Um, but it's a uh, passion fruit, orange, and guava. It literally looks like a friggin' like bang energy drink. The can is absurd. Um, we we are we are also joined now by our producer who is cringing who is just so cringe. hard. I could yeah. feel it. 
I need John in here so that he will Hold enjoy on, I gotta my go get, I gotta ironic. go get the honey. I gotta go get the honey for round two. My ironic. So I'll, I'll explain this beverage like an asshole as we wait for Grant, the actual asshole, to come back. Just remember that he did this to you. So uh, Scofflaw is actually one of my favorite breweries in Athens, um, but they don't... They don't have like a brewery like the way um, Creature Comforts or like Terrapin do, where you can actually like go and sip on their patio. But um, the Scofflaw Basement is uh, a it's like a, it's a solid like high B, low A tier IPA. Um, the Hog is maybe a little fruity for my taste. Even being a Florida boy, I think it's a little too much citrus, um, but it's not bad. Gets me kind of on island time a little bit, as much as one can be living in Athens, Georgia, and haven't seen the coast since, I guess I went on vacation last summer. But, um, yeah, it's good. Putting me in a mood. Watching Grant shake up his drink. Grant's on mute, so none of that got picked up on audio. Yes, I'm, I'm, at least, I'm at least enough of a gentleman to mute myself before shaking right next to the microphone. What a, what a gentleman and a scholar. What's up, gents? Um, wow, hey. Corey's here. I know Corey's been here for a while, but sometimes he just decides to pop in or not. Uh, I was uh, I was letting you guys go through thing, and my internet kind of cut out. But if you guys are making drinks, I'm gonna go make myself a dark and stormy, and I'll uh, I'll join you guys for a little bit. Hell yeah, let's go, um, folks. To keep we put out the bad signal for just like the entire group to pop into tonight's call. Um, so we'll see if we get a full reunion here. I think, unfortunately, the only person we will not be able to reach tonight is Evan, because I do believe he is working an event uh, like some kind of jerk with a job um, <laughs> that has a peak season. Um, Ooh, I did a little extra honey that time. This is better dangerous. with more honey. <laughs> I oh. mean, of, of course, it's better with more honey. Yeah, the first one okay. you said you made was pretty bourbon forward, right? A little boozy. I mean, yeah, but I'm young. Everything I drink is a little boozy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love this weather balloon we're doing to find out how our fans think of us talking about anything else. Uh, kind of tipping our hat at the future of this show. I mean, let's let's face it. The the If I could speak for everyone, which seems to be a trend on The Bachelor of... Ba- <laughs> Don't speak for me! Ah, but uh, I mean, the point of the show is for us to just kind of hang out and discuss stuff. And we just we picked The Bachelor because we thought it'd be a fun thing to kind of be the what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like the 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 main nugget, like the, the, the yeah, central, like, like the the locus of our the conversation, real, the real uh, glue yeah, that's a word. I, was, I don't know. I, that doesn't feel right. But you, you took fifteen seconds to arrive at glue. But go on. I I can I can speak English sometimes, but I don't know. Like, hopefully, anyone that listens to this and enjoys it, I mean, just enjoys our camaraderie because, as we've talked about in prior episodes, like we're pretty fucking burnt out on The Bachelor. I and, genuinely hate it. <laughs> and we're probably gonna we're probably gonna. A you know, pivot pick, is on a pivot, pivot. A change pivot. of course is on the horizon. Pivot was the buzzword of 2020. It is very much in the the future of the show, but we are committed to finishing out a season. Um, so, Grant, why don't we? We might as well get into it. Let's talk about the women tell all. So, yes. Let's. No disclaimer needed for our episode. This was recorded on March 5th, the week the episode actually aired. But uh, ABC, right off the bat, felt the need to let us know that, <laughs> that this was previously recorded, lest anyone think that they were uh, rewarding Chris Harrison or not holding Chris Harrison accountable for his actions, even though they let him go on Good Morning America this week and say, like, oh, yeah, I'll be back. Um it's that reminds it, me maybe i mean fuck chron- chronological order on stuff but one of the fucking funniest moments as a viewer was when chris was like 
hey, we're still here. We don't have a live studio audience because of COVID, but don't worry. We're going to get it back. Man, I can't wait to talk to a live studio audience. And I'm like, ooh, little does February 2nd, Chris, know. It was, it's almost like, I, I just realized this meme has like almost disappeared um, over co- the course of COVID. But like the, uh, the guy waking up from a coma, like, oh, sure can't wait to, <laughs> yeah. you know. Sure. sure can't wait to stand four feet away from my random people in line at the grocery store yeah sure can't wait to uh visit my favorite gorilla at the zoo like that's <laughs> that kind of stuff um i almost said an even darker version of that meme but uh we'll we'll settle with r.i.p harambe um that'll go with the patreon yeah <laughs> god i want to start recording patreon episodes i also want to split the five dollars we would get on patreon with you all um, Patreon because I'm we need advice that money. we don't do that. No, Corey, get out of here. I need we we need to keep our careers. <laughs> no, that's what it. I'm saying. Patreon, when we know we've gotten to a point where the Patreon money will make up for the fact that we're all gonna lose our jobs. <laughs> Here's the thing, Corey. Everyone in my office knows I do this podcast. Not one of them has ever listened to it. So I'm pretty convinced my career is never in jeopardy. The thing I, I is, th- is if they do, at least they're not listening to the stuff that goes on before we record. That's fair enough. Yeah, um, a lot, of, lot gets left out. <laughs> Even some of the raunchier stuff that actually makes it into the episode, the, the pre-show ramblings usually do not make it. I have a dangerous level of uh, recorded archives in, in my computer. I mean, between that and the way you archive the our group chat, it's Corey is the most dangerous person alive as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Corey could Corey could essentially ruin my entire life with a text that wasn't even like wasn't even bad. It's just like someone else sends another text and you know how you know how it is. That's the thing. Like I don't think I've ever had such a bad take that wasn't obviously dripping with irony or like self awareness, but I'm sure Corey could cut something together that made it look like I've just been part of the fucking <laughs> Q movement like the entire Corey- time. Corey essentially does the the fairly odd parents, Vicky. I didn't steal your mom's purse. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. The only Corey, thing that show Co- ever taught me was you can't say moron on the radio. Corey which has, I don't know if that's FCC guidelines, but Corey has enough uh deep well, the fake FCC content. FCC won't let me be. Yeah, that's why we that's why we podcast because we're not afraid to say the things that the FCC won't let us. Like you don't think on. a jit pie was coming after me? I God, that was uh-huh. a name I was satisfied with never hearing again. All right, let's get off these, uh, you know, friend group deep cuts and talk about this week's episode. So this week was the women tell all, and the women told surprisingly little. <laughs> um, the topics of this week's show were ones that were. Uh, overwhelmingly apparent to everyone who had been watching and primarily centered around uh, just how awful this year's cast was. Um, And in a surprisingly depressing way, uh, not not only were no lessons learned, but holy cow, (laughs) felt like even people weren't even like really held to account for their stuff. Bro, I'm pretty sure we just went backwards. <laughs> like, I think... It, so getting into it, like, the, a lot of people very early into the episode, I think they, like, you know, they talked about some, like, fun stuff and some, like, you know, you know, what was the season like and how was this experience for everybody and talked to some of the people who had been more recently eliminated. But then, like, I think at like the 15 minute mark basically got into the whole bullying situation and Jesus Christ, like not only did like the usual suspect double down on how like they weren't the problem, the people who like took offense to the bullying were the problem, but people that you kind of like realized had been on the sidelines of it for a lot of the season and kind of just like passively like benefited from the bullying we're like very much on the side of the bullies. Like I think of like, so obviously I, the main suspects are people like Victoria, people like Anna, but then you get Chelsea who 
seemingly out of nowhere, I guess, unless you like go back and really watch. Cause I saw a few people on the thread. It was like, yeah, Chelsea's kind of been on the sidelines of it all along or just like passively been enjoying the whole varsity versus JV thing. Um, that was another great stuff when like Anna was shown like exact footage of her using the whole or not Anna. Sorry. That was MJ. Um, but Chelsea talking to Katie and saying like, the t- the situation wasn't toxic until you held us accountable for our toxicity, um, which yeah. is <laughs> bonkers. <good>. Bonkers, <laughs> yeah. It's like just legit. <laughs> I, like I know, like double speak and like Orwellian. Not that this whole situation was Orwellian. I'm not trying to be that much of a meme, but the whole concept of like you know gaslighting and double speaking. Like holy cow. Like yeah. There wasn't a problem until you pointed out that we were being problematic. Like, what the actual fuck? Like, it. Schrodinger's bully. (laughs) Right. But, like, Schrodinger's bully, but, like, it's not like a closed box. It's just, like, you know, fully glass encased. And you can see that the cat is getting, like, absolutely shat on by the radium the entire time. Like, it's. Like, we all saw it, and I, I, I saw some theories that, like, there's some stuff, I guess, on, like, the deep web of Bachelor Nation that all the women in the house thought that, like, Katie was actually going to get, like, a villain's edit, and they were surprised to see that, like, fans were, like, once they got over the whole Katie waving around a dildo like a lightsaber, um that she was actually like a solid person that was just Corey. i know you haven't been watching this season do you need me to like explain further because that seemed like a very dramatic facial response no i'm just uh wondering if she had the high ground uh no matt james is like she actually yeah she approached (laughs) she approached from the street from the limo right and matt was i think like there the nema cohen has like three steps and then a flat and then the rest of the steps to the front door. So she definitely did not have the high ground. And she's shorter. Just like, like, Matt's really tall. Most of these women are significantly shorter. Than yeah, Katie. I think seen... it's kind of it's wild because like, I know I didn't watch any of the season, but I've listened to all the podcasts because, you know, number one true fan over here. Um, <laughs> we, actually, we actually <laughs> just make these podcasts for Corey, who's there it's for true. the recording. Yeah. It's, it's a good point. Uh, but the whole, like, wasn't the last like 12 years of not 12 yeah 12 years of first lady policy anti-bullying from michelle obama to uh whatever trump's wife's name was wasn't it like yeah as someone who feels i guess as qualified as any of the three of us so michelle's was actually centered more around like um school health and stuff i guess there the the like i'm eating right now yeah, there was just some like general like wellness elements of that and like be Michelle had the whole like be best um thing. But I'm pretty sure it's kind of wild cuz it's like, oh, we're going to make a bunch of money on public TV off of these people bullying this one girl, which again, again, I don't know what's going on, but that's what it seems like. That's what's going on. Um I mean, it was weird too so because it wasn't like traditional boy like when I think of bullying in in like a school setting, because that's where it is probably most prevalent or at least most talked about, like bullying in a school setting is like shit like, oh, you're fat, you're ugly, you're a loser. Uh, but this bullying was like it was it was because it was like full blown adults. Like some of these women are older than us that were saying shit that I was like. Man, this is so clearly fucked up, but like it's convoluted. Like, yeah, this, right? would, would it get you fired from your professional job? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The like, uh, particularly actually, the stuff with Anna and Brittany. I mean, because like Victoria's stuff is like Victoria would be fi- presumably fired for a job for a whole host of reasons. I think Victoria, like, I'd be scared to fucking work with her. <laughs> right. I, Victoria just seemingly being a bad, unhinged human being that's like disconnected from her own actions or the consequences thereof. But like, it, and the what Anna did to Brittany and 
as I've said before, ABC is just as culpable because ABC could have left all that shit on the editing room floor. Um, Because for the stuff that made the show, I'm sure there's plenty that didn't. But like for them to make a whole plot line out of this, like threatening Britney's reputation, like ABC clearly doesn't give a shit because they ultimately sent it to air anyway for the sake of drama. Well, Um, to go a step further, did they use that as the promos? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's oh, absolutely. Brittany, br- the way Anna that treated Brittany was given more. <laughs> that was given more time and like more screen. Or or almost actually, it might have even been given less than the fact of a whole. Like we got almost an entire episode out of the whole MJ and Jacinia like varsity JV thing for like the girls who started the season versus the five girls that were added like a, a few weeks in. So I have comments on that, but continue. It, yeah. Uh, I mean, it seems, so, it, it, yeah, sorry. No. It kind of seems to me from, I mean, from what just listening to you guys and, you know, reading internet shit, whatever. Um, and even, I guess kind of with the last season too, is that they're more focused on ABC in more of the in-house bullshit than the actual purpose of the show itself well of course of course so this is i i am for anyone that doesn't know that's listening right now i got a degree in engineering i'm a fucking math nerd but i grew up in a family full of journalists and seeing my dad who who graduated college and started writing for magazines in the 80s he got to see what is arguably like the most in obviously my opinion like the biggest cultural change for for that industry was the move from print to digital right Mm -hmm. so print it's all about how many copies you can sell Mm -hmm. digital is all about how many clicks you can get which Doesn't, generate ad revenue and wait, the, exactly so they're two and, different metrics of achieving the same outcome which is how profitable you are for the people who advertise for you but yes and the big difference the equation there, changed the big difference there is that is the c- continuation so with like print media it's all about i want to put forth a product that's good enough to encourage people to purchase the next product so if i put out the issue the the june 1996 issue of this magazine i want it to be good enough that people buy the july issue but with digital media it's all about i just need to click because i need to report back to my sponsors that this many people clicked it and the click comes from the headline and it's all about um, – I'm so short on words today. I can't think of the words. But it's, Dude, it's like the YouTube videos that have the random capitalization videos. And, like, did yes. I actually do this? Yes. And, and my friends call my... it, like, the soy face, which I'm sure is some, like, you know, other nerd lingo. But it's just, like – I don't even like, know that one. It's just the dudes yeah. that have, like, the jaw-dropped, like – look of shock on their face and the thumbnail yeah. and exactly what Corey said as far as like because, it just because that's that's all it is. it's not about the content it's about the shock factor yeah it's it's all shock factor and that's exactly what abc is chasing right here because like we've talked about the i mean just fucking look at this podcast it's and not disparaging my best friends who who have rightfully so thrown in the towel on watching this god-awful show it's become a chore it's like we totally is and and i'll i'll say it right now for all to hear like i don't have a lot going on in my life we're in the middle of a pandemic i live in a place where i know virtual i actually know zero people in my hundred mile radius except for people that i work with so this is my connection to other people is to watch this show and talk about it. But if I don't have that incentive, like 
why would I watch this show? This show fucking sucks. And that's, <laughs> this show is garbage. The part that I've kept, so I, not to get all like society on the conversation, but I think it really is. We do live in one though. We do, but I mean, there's like, there's the whole concept or the, the phrase like all sizzle, no steak, but this is like literally all like grease fire, no edible like substance at all. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's lowest common denominator. And the fact that it, it's, we've been watching this for a year. We, we started with Peter's season and I think Peter's was like, Peter's season was terrible in a way that was like fun to make fun of because Peter sucked and there were like women on his show that sucked. But overall, there was like a general sense. Uh, there was entertainment. There was entertainment. Yes. There was like humanity. There okay. was the whole things that like happened during the season, like there finding was out McKenna about Hannah being a crazy person. There was the whole like. There, right. Like, there was. Exactly. Exactly. Corey. Here, and okay, were, so... in addition to that, hold on. Grant, sorry. Let me just finish this point and then we can. Talk. Okay. So there was that. And then there was. The. There was a general sense of the drama coming up in waves and like things that kind of made sense. And like we, I remember and it taped, helped push it forward. Right. And I, but also that happened without outside of the show. Cause I, I want to shift the conversation a little bit to the context, like the, the existence of the show outside of like what happens on the screen. Because I'm talking specifically about, the whole drama that happened last year with Victoria where like we had that episode where like it was an actual debate for us to talk about like do you buy Victoria's like woe is me like I'm being ignored like I'm having a breakdown shtick because like that part sticks out to me because like that was a that was a conversation that was like us experiencing the show new we don't have a lot of context like I didn't buy it. Y'all like some of y'all did. We actually had like a dialogue back and forth and we saw it play out. And then the stuff happens outside the show that you find out about her whole like um, white Marlin lives matter or whatever. And then like the season goes on and she's a potential homewrecker and like stuff like that. And like the cultural zeitgeist of the show seemed to actually align with what was existing in the show. Yeah. I don't want to like further spoil it. But, like, there's no way Rachel didn't win this season because it wouldn't have mattered. Like, the way I've just seen culture move, the whole concept of, like, Rachel appearing in plantation dress, like, sure, it would have been, like, it would have been the difference between this being, like, an almost legitimate cultural reckoning for the show, particularly with Chris Harrison's words versus just yet another chapter in like this show's inability to handle race as a serious topic. But like, I'm pretty sure we know the winner just because of like how the show's going and that she's continuing along, but this is still a conversation like outside of the normal thing. So when you know how it ends, when it's a terrible experience as you watch it, like, what the hell are you supposed to do other than, like, all right, like, there are better ways to spend my Monday for two hours. Like, it's not even, like, I don't even, it's not even something that, like, I talk to my students about anymore or talk to my friends about because, like, even my friends who have been watching this forever, I'm thinking, like, people like Kylie, like, we're all like, this is awful. Like, I don't, and Kylie said, like, oh, yeah, I'm studying for bars. So, like, I, I don't know. I'm studying, like, catch up on it. Like, whatever. Like, it's, I, I, like, to your point, Drew, like, there are shows that are so bad you can have fun shitting right, on it. Right. And this isn't that anymore. No, because everyone's doing it. Like, er, no one's enjoying this season. It's not like we're taking some particular, like, novel angle by saying, like, oh, the, the dating show bad. Like, Dating shows can not be even good. people who actually get paid to do this and like care and are invested in it, like are enjoying this season or even enjoying like the last two or three seasons. So like if you enter this at the worst possible time, like what's what's your opinion supposed to be of the show other than it's it being laziness. a complete disaster? It's, it's, not, just it's not laziness. 
Now, this is what I was. I was about I, to say because it seems pretty say, intentional. It's not laziness. It is a hundred percent laziness to find a new angle. No, it's not. It's not. And and it's a particular kind of doubling down on controversy. Like it's a particular it's, kind of double down on no news is bad news. I don't want to like. I don't want to dive into what I do for a living, but I will say something that a pers an ex perspective experience a perspective that i've gained and that i prescribe to is that people will do what they are rewarded for doing so if if i go on a dating show or if i am abc and i produce this dating show and i focus on genuine connections between these women contestants and this man who is the this you know we all know the fucking bachelor we know how it works right so if i focus entirely on their personal relationships and the growth of those relationships and kind of the weaning off of you know these women i'm not that close with but these women i really feel something we see like our ABC sees in numbers the results that that gives them. And then if you look at, hey, let's do this same concept, but we'll throw in a couple wild cards and we'll really focus on all the the God, I hate this word because it is such a cop out, but the toxicity. That happened. I feel like a fucking contestant right now talking yeah. using that fucking word. But you know what I mean? Like if I focus on all the negatives, and this ties back into my long kind of rant about print media, digital media. Again, if I focus on what gives me content, then I know that this will give me viewership. And it's not even viewership. It's more like, hey, people that are willing to turn on the TV and watch one Zoloft commercial. Because that pays the bills these days. And and here's a, here's a little disclaimer. I told Drew this before we started recording. But this is the first episode in a long time where I took notes. And I will say about 30% of the notes I took were on the commercials that I was seeing. Because they were... they Because they stuck out to me. But like... Now that I I did not plan for this discussion, I love this discussion. I didn't plan for it, so anything here is off the cuff. But it's you totally see that ABC as the corporation is rewarded financially for pushing this shit down our throats of like, hey, let's watch this girl. Uh, accuse another girl of being a professional escort and then let's watch this girl scream at another girl for trying to essentially like uh again i'm i'm blanking on words and i, I blame Ryan, uh scott hines aka action cookbook i blame his cocktail recipe for for my forgetfulness but like katie is painted as the villain in this episode, not necessarily by, by the other women on the show. Right, you by the other women on the show. Katie's painted as a villain for trying to bring up a painful topic, like it's and not obvious. even in a way that made her particularly close to the person, like the the bachelor himself, as the women were accusing her of which just further exactly drove the it's insanity like, no one okay so in a nutshell women are bullying other women katie brings up to matt who we know he doesn't run the show but he's essentially the the patriarch of the show katie says hey this this shitty thing is happening I just want to bring it to your attention so that maybe you you could address it and stop it, prevent it from happening. And ABC, okay, now this is where I bring ABC back in. So 
Katie brings up all the garbage that's happening in the house with the hopes that Matt can snuff it out and focus on finding his wife, right? Mm-hmm. And ABC and the rest of the women say, Katie, you shouldn't have done that. Like, we were just fine the way things were, which is saying that, like, although terrible things were happening, it got the people watching the show. Am, am I completely off? Like, tell me if I'm completely wrong here. If you no, because like while like it, the light has totally left my eyes. As Corey just notified me on Snapchat, but it's the part that like I've come back to too is that like we're just as guilty for kind of driving or reaffirming how ABC views this because our immediate reaction the week the week after the Anna and Victoria go home episode. Like, sure, we got that bit with, like, MJ and Justinia, like, at the very beginning. But, like, the rest of the thing was, like, all right, like, you know, this isn't exciting anymore. So, like, you know, I guess we'll just talk about, like, the women he actually cares about, I guess. Or the surprise send homes or um, that, uh, you know, we made a joke of, like, Serena immediately filling the void. But it wasn't necessarily to the way that, like, you know, we we talked about a show in a way that rewarded, like, the keep the drama going on for as long as possible and so, okay so here's a, a perfect example not to, to continue our diatribe but to get back to the events of this episode of the women tell all drew and i were talking about this before we started recording mary i'm assuming that's how you pronounce it m-a-r-i i think it's mari but yeah but anyways she was like i could have easily forgotten about her she got an invisible edit. She got an invisible edit, which I that like she was basically erased from what little time she was on the show. Yeah, but she was brought back in for this episode because when Katie was trying to, you know, explain and defend herself for taking a stand against bullying, which is like, come on, if you put that on fucking paper, like. Let's see. One girl says bullying is bad. One girl says bullying is good. Who's the good guy? Who's the or bad guy? Or not even that bullying is good, but like, no, I wasn't the bully after being shown video clips of them bullying. But yeah, but here's the thing. It's not that Mary or Mar whatever. It's not that she was the bully. She got upset at Katie. She said, Katie, you had no right to bring up the bullying because it didn't affect you. It was other people being bullied. Which, like, and, that sent me back to middle school in, like, holy shit, heartbeat. I, <laughs> I've gotten in trouble, like, I've, I've gotten, like, in legitimate trouble with authority figures as a child for not standing up against bullying, for being a bystander. Like, I had never been accused of being a bully, to my knowledge. Ah, maybe once. But, uh... Most like the most significant like examples I can think of in my life were like Grant, you're you know not to my own horn, like you're a role model. Why didn't you stand up when so and so did this bad thing? So all of a sudden, like the script is flipped, right? Yeah. Mary Mari again, what the fuck is her name? But She's saying, Katie, regardless of whether or not these women were truly being bullied, it was not your place to stand up for them. And that's Which is the opposite. It's like that's bystander effect. Right. And there's a part like the co- the show itself and the conversation that the women took wasn't even one. It, it wasn't even interesting or wasn't even like, you know, a whole concept of like, you know, standing up to social pressure is hard or like it's it's difficult to you know stand up for other people the way that a lot of those conversations about like bystander intervention gets taught where like yeah social press social pressures are a bitch it was just like yeah we were having fun so like how dare you be offended which literally just reminded me of uh 
Corey, I know you just stepped out, but to answer your uh, earlier question, what did anything Victoria do? Would that have gotten her uh, fired by HR? The fact that she like called a girl a hoe and then said, I, are you a sensitive person? Like, I don't understand that. Jesus Christ. Like it's, it's not even, it's not even a like morally gray or morally defensible version. It's just so overt and so blatant and so upsetting. And I'm sure so triggering for like a lot of people who like experience bullying growing up. That's like, up like fuck like these girls got to do it and they got away with it and like yeah people recognize them as being garbage people and like none of the ones that are gonna do that are going to be the next bachelorette per se but like victoria is obviously going to be able to pivot this into some kind of like instagram or social media or just like new age media kind of shit because she's going to be recognizable for all the people who watch this season there's got to be a clothing line that's branded like this is the this is the shirt for people who are huge pieces of shit i thought you were about to take such low-hanging victoria's secret fruit and you still no no, i'm not a fucking i'm not a i'm not a uh uh, words you know Corey has uh, let us know that she's probably got a white Marlon Lives Matter sponsorship lined up for I, this. I think, you know what, Drew, and kind of to your point, is it's almost the same effect as an echo chamber. Yeah. Because. It is. You know That's what I've been that getting these, at. Yeah. It's a Bachelor Nation echo. Yeah. Have literally never been held accountable for their actions ever. And you know what? If that's because they're hot, then you know what? That's. You know, you, it's just a thing, right? But the fact that they think that they can go on television and just say the things that they do and not be held accountable, but in fact actually profit off of it is just really telling about how very attractive people grow up with no consequences. Which honestly, and this speaks to like the long-term health of the show, it's arguably a way more like sure thing to just go on the show and immediately be like a super dramatic and like you know live in the limelight whether you're the hero or the villain knowing that you've got a better shot of like ending up on tv than you have of being the one of 30 whatever that the bachelor or bachelorette chooses and just go full send and make your influencer career and like i'm sure like i think that's stuff that like my friends who have been watching for a while, I've been saying from the get go, but it's like, just it's, it's finally starting to click like a year in, um, just in time for us to be like, ah, oh, it's you know, hanging up it's the headphones not, on the, hanging up the old just YouTube the bachelor TV. thing though. It, no, it's a reality television thing in general, right? I mean, this is like a indictment against, uh, as you said, reality not all reality television, but a lot no, because like in the background of all this, like, um. I've been watching the challenge for the first time and like the challenge has its fair share of drama this past week was like actually pretty dramatic and like, you know, the kind of people being shitty to each other kind of dramatic, but it wasn't like anyone's life or reputation was in danger and people were like competing towards like an actual outcome rather than like the, the almost like foregone certainty that like the bachelor and the person he chooses don't end up together. Cause I played that whole fun game with y'all during the bachelorette. That's like, Hey, guess how many like bachelor, this is like the 25th season or whatever. Guess how many of them have actually ended up together. And it was like freaking like two or one and like two other people ended up with someone else that had been on the show. So like the the bachelor is just a throwaway basically to like upstart a bunch of influencer careers, and, and then it does, and but and, and it makes me think more fondly of like the bachelorette and like maybe moving forward the like future of the podcast is like, you know we we go back into doing kind of the media stuff that we were enjoying whether it was like uh, bracketology or the. Y'all watching Riverdale or just like picking things that are like actually fun for us Grant to consume. Coward, you won't do that. And hanging out with them. 
Maybe, maybe one day. I, I can't, I'll tell you what, I cannot watch this and Riverdale at the same time. I might kill myself. Or, like, I know we kept joking that, like, we gotta get one episode of, like, Bachelor in Paradise, but, like, I don't know if that's happening this year. It might not happen again until next year. So, like, I just, I can't. You just need a palate cleanser. I, it, it needs to be something else. So, like, I, I don't know. Again, like they're really, and here's the thing: we've been talking for I think like 30, 40 minutes now. Dude, it's been over an hour. No, we've been. You keep looking at the full time that we've been in the call, not how long we've been recording. I I still don't know how Skype works. We've been (laughs) recording close to 45, (laughs) 50 minutes now that I actually like think back on it. That makes me feel a lot better. I thought I was way more hammered than I am. We've been talking pretty hammered, but like we've been. We've been talking this long and in terms of like actual content of this two hour women tell all and granted, like throw out like all the bloopers and all the fun things that the show tries to like really shove down the throat to uh, really try to be like, hey, we're not as bad as we seem. Um, We're like we've covered like 30 minutes of content like we didn't even talk anything about like Matt like coming in and like, you know, having to actually confront like Katie and Abigail and like be part of you know tell us about sending these women home because we can't get off the fact that like this show got an like these women got an opportunity to be like you know you just like you're in this like thing and like we're all stressed because of covid and like there's a bunch of things going on and you know we just like the our best selves didn't come out they got an opportunity to talk about it and then they still blame the person who like actually had the gall to try and stand up and make things better. So like it, it fucking sucks. Like I, 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 I was joking with Grant before this, that I went from the person who like tried not to swear and like make this like all fun, like, you know, good vibes only, but like it fucking sucks. It, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, also just quick thing like i swear like a sailor but i try to say things that like don't bring down people that aren't at the very least in my opinion (laughs) deserving of it but like i will say victoria did have a semblance correct me if i'm wrong of a come to jesus moment victoria like kind of addressed and apologized a bit kind of kind of And then she she at least she at the very like I would call that a victory, like getting her to say like, yeah, maybe that wasn't the best thing to say at that time. That that right there, Victoria, who at like a rare, rare moment of lucidity. Yeah. uh, Yeah. But like during her time as a contestant, like she was. I'm comfortable saying the main villain. She was the main villain of the show. And she had... I'm laughing because I thought you, you, you were building this up that you were going to use like much stronger language than, no, than calling no. her a villain. I, okay, so here's, here's no, a great no, question. No, 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 go a on. Great, no, here's a great question that was just brought up. Our, our good friend John is now in the chat. And he uh, said, How... I had such a good reveal plan. And you... uh, I'm sorry, but nah, he said, you're good, buddy. this is, this is perfect for what I was about to say. He said, how depraved has this show gotten that Victoria is being defended, but only by other 45 minutes, only but... by other women in the show. I feel like Here's that's a main thing. point. Like no one who watches the show is defending Victoria. No, you're right. But what I'm saying is Victoria, at least uh, ex acknowledged and apologized for some of her badness. I don't know the fucking word, but she at least addressed the fact that she did something that was not good. Mm-hmm. So you'd expect other people to fall in line, but all of a sudden you got people coming out of the fucking wordworks like Mary, Mari again, who knows? Mari so desperately wanted that Ooh. Bachelor in Paradise invite. Ooh. She just wants Ooh, God. Grant, just pick a pronunciation and stick with it, my dude. I'm saying yeah. Mary because that's how humans pronounce names. Sorry. That's fine. I just said I think it's Mari. I might be wrong. Spell it with an I because I'm quirky. 
But what I'm saying is like they would rather take a stance for evil because it will get them uh, like airtime. Like it will get her on camera. Like if Mary said, yeah, that was fucked up, they would have cut that so quickly. But because she stood up and said, actually, I think Victoria was right to call everyone a slore. She gets the camera pointed at her and they go, oh, extrapolate on that, Mary. As Drew pointed out last week, content for the slop or whatever he yeah, said. More, more content for the content slop. It's 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 truly it's it's again, like like I said, it all comes back to. We need to get people look at me, look at this, look at the show, turn on the television. Women are calling each other bitches and slores. This woman called another. We haven't even gotten to the fucking Britney Anna bullshit right now. Yeah, Should we, we barely talked about it. Should we go ahead and do that? Should we do that? Let's I go. Mean, we kind of that's and that's another part for how long we've been talking about this one thing is that we did talk about that very briefly at the beginning. But like, yeah, again, like. I've almost come fully around to the point that, like, Anna did what she did, and it was terrible. And, like, I, I think Anna, even more so than Victoria, did try to apologize. Like, her apology was, like, you know, very... It, it, it was whatever. Like, I, I it mean, was, it, okay, it, so it happened. Real, real quick disclaimer. Anna almost fucking got me. She almost got me with her apology because she was like, I'm so sorry, like... I can't believe I said all those things, and it was so wrong. I was so of me. caught up in it. I was, I was so listening angry. To, like, so, I was listening I was, to an ex, like new thing or what, yeah. whatever. And then Brittany brought up this great point. She's like, "We apparently have all these mutual friends. You, literally anyone in the fucking United States, anyone in the entire world, knows how to find me on social media." Anna never once reached out to apologize. Yeah. And, and now and now that you're staring her in the whites of her eyes, she's like, I've never felt more sorry about anything in my entire life. It's like clearly that's a fucking lie. Well, well, well. <laughs> if it isn't the consequences of my actions. Grand and I out here lob city in this bitch with the fucking <laughs> well, well, well. Um yeah, but I, I think just to further drive it home, like Anna and Jacinia, like they're not sorry, Anna and Brittany, Jacinia and MJ's whole thing isn't even worth talking about at this point. Because um, the whole JV varsity almost seems like the least of any of the things that happened this year. But I've come, I have my like galaxy brain, like enlightenment of it has just gone from like, they've got their bullshit to sort out between Anna and Brittany. And like, if the two will probably never speak to each other ever again. And like, Anna is clearly in the wrong in this situation. It's all, it's all ABC, like ABC and the whole, like the powers that be of the bachelor get to decide what ultimately makes the final cut and they decided to like let this drama go to air and i get that the women are mad at each other and i don't know if this is like a whole like me being mad at like the system thing because like we can't even agree upon like people should deserve to be paid a minimum weight like a livable wage but like jesus christ like hold the people who actually have power over the situation accountable um all that to say john when are we talking Keaton? Whenever you want, baby. I'm always in talking. Oh, God, that sounds awful. Oh, I'll go back on mute. I'll go back on mute. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Do you know how hard that's going to be to try to level out and post? Tori, you're going to have to put in a fucking ear rape warning. That was bad. I'm not a podcaster, all right? I see it's almost like recording off of the... It's like you got the headphones in, but you're recording off of the laptop's microphone. I was uh, I was watching the Hurt Locker on my iPad too, like all good men, and uh, that's what I'm recording off of. Good lord! It's I couldn't get the ear rape warning in for Drew's Rush Limbaugh because I didn't think it was natural enough. 
I would uh, really like one... if we censored that word, by the way. I just feel like that's a... I know what it means, but it's a Talk about Rush Limbaugh? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it, Corey. Um, all right. Uh, let's start to wrap it up. Um, next week is Fantasy Suites. I don't give a shit. Um, folks, this is where we start to tip our hat. We are very actively debating kind of what the future of this channel is. We know we want to continue to record. This has been such a fun experience for like, obviously the bachelor and the bachelorette and whatever has not been fun, but like for us, no matter what we say, we're having a good time. Right. For, uh, for us to get to spend this time together. And I, it has been particularly enjoyable. We kind of want to get it back into a sense where there isn't a whole lot of like, um, invested buy-in outside of the show. Um, I think particularly like Evan and I work events, um, John and Grant careers, keep them busy. Corey generally has time to be here, but Corey does this whole thing out of the kindness of his heart. So, like, we want to find something that that's, was like... That was the kindest way you could have ever said he's unemployed and has no potential right now. Corey, I'm sorry. I was going to say underemployed, but okay. I could have been even worse. Like, Corey, we love him, but, like, I... <laughs> Thank you. I, I did. Excuse you, Drew. I am volunteering for my community right now. <laughs> I know Corey coaches you sports, and that's ridiculous. Um, I can't even imagine doing that, let alone in a pandemic. Um, but um, we want to find a way to do this. We're going to finish this season out, so we'll get y'all all to the finale. We'll give y'all y'all's content slop. Fun fact, I uh, confirmed this morning that I will be l- hosting a watch party for uh, a l- up to 100 of my closest strangers at UGA um, for this finale. Because as terrible as this season has been, my students are still invested. Um, but we want to figure out what we're going to do. We're our thoughts right now is we move into some kind of general like off topic style podcast it's basically this like friday night recording we're all hanging out like everyone's just having a good time we talk about maybe some like current events play some fun games with each other um and then letting people involved in this group grant you're waving me down what i just i just want to make a note like you said fun times like this episode we got really upset but if we're not talking about The Bachelor, we'd be having, like, truly pleasant, fun topics. To yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I just said. Why'd you wave me if down? I like, truly I was about pleasant, to drive fun off the topics, road. it means Grant would be rambling about Rush for 45 minutes while we pretend to be interested. <laughs> okay. But I was just First say, of all, <laughs> I think that right now what we're debating is the formula moving forward would be some kind of like weekly whoever is like available to record records and like you know have a fun time basically some like have a happy hour with the guys uh and then a return to some of the like the more episodic things that we tried out whether that's the uh long anticipated talking keaton hosted by (laughs) john uh, return to bracketology. It is March Madness, so it's only right. Um, or March Madness is right around the corner. Sorry, we still got uh, tournament play, but um, this is March. This is March. Uh, so be on the lookout for some content like that. But we want to keep giving stuff for y'all, everyone. I know I joke that we only have like three listeners, and that's our mothers. And um. But like I've said before, there are more of y'all out there. We have plenty of friends who support all this. So we want to keep giving y'all stuff. It's Shout out to world. Belgium, by the way. I don't understand. I don't know. Belgium and Australia. We've had like listeners there before, right? Like, so like what if the you're actual... hanging out in like Liège or like whatever, what's up? I just like I feel like someone out there has like a like Grand Pitt T-shirt in Belgium, like walking around <laughs> Dude, the streets. I would okay if if you have a Grand Pitt T-shirt, like, and this doesn't give you time. You have to have photo evidence of you wearing it before whatever date this is released on. It's being recorded on March fifth. If you have evidence of you wearing your Grand Pitt T-shirt, I will marry you. I don't care. Any other qualifiers, no other qualifiers. Like, 
I will marry you legally. I'll sign the fucking paperwork. You can take are on my you, student um, debt. Are you offering a green card marriage to a Belgian person right now? Absolutely. Is that, uh, uh, I mean, if the IRS is listening, no, or whoever the fuck cares about that. But yes, if you're Belgian and you're wearing a Grant Pitch t-shirt right now, I'll fucking marry you. I'll pay to fly you out here. We do have to kiss on the lips, though. Just fair warning. Grant also <laughs> makes really good fried chicken. They'd pair well with your waffles. I'm actually, once this is done recording, I'm about to cut up and start soaking some chicken and buttermilk. This shit's about to pop off. Hell yeah, dude. Um, uh, similar to that, uh, don't be shocked if there's a rebrand. It'll be the same channel. It'll still be us, uh, but we might just be tweaking up some other formats to this that uh, is just more of a sustainable um, platform for us moving forward. So We actually our, got bullied, so that's, that's kind of what happened here. And bullying <laughs> always works. Bullying so. works, as we've learned from this week's episode. Also, I want to do a mailbag. Please tweet me. I really want to do a mailbag, and I think if we just get the fuck away from the Bachelor and the Bachelorette and just move to us, like you know, having fun, and even if that mailbag is just like fifteen questions that Kelly has always like, wanted to ask, ask me us. anything you want. I am an open book. I I will not. I will unearth. Start all sending of us. Would you? Stories. Yeah. Start sending us like would you rather questions and like it who would win in a fight between these people and um, how hot do we think like Rush Limbaugh and Ronald Reagan's tea party is right now? Like things like that. They are 69ing. (laughs) They are 69ing shoving pineapples where the sun don't shine. Jesus. Oh, I guess he's not there. Um, Jesus is nowhere to be found. All right, folks. That's going to do it for us this week on another episode, one of the final episodes, God willing, of some of the guys. God willing. Some of the guys talking about I'm going to outro with taps. No, Corey, I've got an idea for how the last episode needs to go, and I'll wait until we're done recording because I want it to be a surprise. Um, if it's better than Chasing Tail, you're wrong. It won't be, but it's still pretty good. All right, uh, folks, that's going to do it for us. I've been Drew Baker. With me, as always, has been Grant Pitt. Corey Greenspan in the booth with uh, John Lopez making a quick appearance. Um, I guess we'll try to do better for a few more weeks <laughs> and then retire that gimmick. Uh, but thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you stay committed to the future of the show, whatever it may be. And we will talk to you soon. Yeah, out there, just chasing.